be here. I'm glad you're here. Yay. Hey. Hey. For those who haven't been here in a in a minute or two, great to see you. Yes, I'm glad that you are here. For those watching, we are glad that you're watching. If you're able to be here, come on. The weather's going to be getting warmer, maybe, perhaps, and uh, as it warms up. And hopefully some germs die away. Come on to church. We're, we would love to see you at least in six weeks because that is Easter. April 4th is Easter Sunday. So be here. We would love to see you. If you're here already, we expect you to be here on Easter Sunday. Bring somebody with you, and uh, we will we will worship together. Thank Jesus, but we will not have first Sunday meal that, that day because it's uh, Easter Sunday. But we will in two weeks, not this coming Sunday, but the next. We will plan to have first Sunday meal in the first Sunday of March. If you are buying, which goodness gracious, people were bringing stuff today, giving money today. Thank you so very much for your participation with the shoeboxes. And uh, if you have not yet bought anything, the thing for the month of uh, February is mouth products, mouth care. So uh, toothbrushes, flossers, or dental floss, please bring those things. If you think about it, go grab some things from the store. And the item for... March is a toy of some kind. Um, I see you asked me, and I said I think it's something green. I don't know, but I looked back at the list, and it was. Uh, we should put that on the website. Oh, good Lord, have mercy! You crushed it. Yes, it's on the website for anyone who wants to know in advance. Thank you, Jeff. Um, yes, so keep those things in mind. Bring some things with you, and uh, if you're not able to get out or not able to go to the store or just don't feel like shopping, hand over some cash to someone, and they'll certainly go out for you. Thank you so very much, again, for your participation. Any other announcements, we will let you know. Um, <laughs> a few, uh, a couple weeks ago, there, I have this little, have this little kid and if there's anyone who goes to school with me watching, I don't, I'm not going to say his name. Don't worry. But uh, he, bless him, he has a lot of allergies apparently, and, um, and nothing that that is really restrictive in the classroom. It's not like peanut allergies or anything. But but he has a lot of things that he's allergic to. And he was in the lunch line at school, and he said, "I can't have uh, strawberries." because I'm allergic to strawberries, and I can't have peaches because I'm allergic to peaches. He said, and I'm allergic to, um, there were a few things that he was naming. I'm allergic to wheat, but I still eat some some wheat sometimes, and I'm allergic to um, such and such a thing, and I, and I still eat that sometime, and I'm allergic to grass, and I still eat that sometime. And he was just, yeah, he was just listing all these things, yeah. Um, he just listing all these things that even though he was allergic, and for those who who didn't who didn't laugh, that he, kids, either he was just in a big way expressing himself, or he really does eat grass. That's possible. Um, and they're so silly. But um, but I thought, well, if you know that it's not good for you, probably shouldn't be consuming it. Oh my! But we do that, don't we, with all sorts of things like oh, a lot. And it made me think of um, my granny. I never knew her, but but uh, he talks about her all the time. That she would say, "Oh, I shouldn't eat this. It's going to hurt me." And if we know, if we know that something is not good for us, and the Holy Spirit begins to prick our our conscience and say, "Oh, you shouldn't do that. Don't consume this. Don't 
go, don't go there, don't act this way, don't have that attitude. Oh, and he begins to, to deal with our hearts. Then instead of ignoring that, we should listen and follow his direction because he will keep us safe and he'll keep us away from those things that, that could do us really uh, harmful with our minds and our hearts and our spirits. So uh, I encourage you, listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let's stand this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much. You are good to us. God, we're thankful that you have given us this day to come into your house. We are thankful that you allow us into your presence, God, that, that through the death of Jesus, through his resurrection, that we have victory. God, I thank you that through the blood that he shed, we are able to come boldly into your throne room and bring our needs and our requests to you. God, I thank you and I praise you that you hear us when we call out to you. And God, when we give you praise, when we give you glory then you begin to move God that you begin to to come down and shake our foundations and I pray that that would happen right now God that you would begin to work in each of our lives there is no one who is here by accident but God you have put a plan and a purpose in place for each and every life God and I just pray that if there's anyone here who doesn't know you as Savior that you would save them and change them today God if there's anyone here who is struggling physically mentally emotionally spiritually God that before they leave that something would be changed within them. God, that they would not turn back to the things they've done before, but God, that they would turn completely to you knowing that you love them and that you have a purpose and a plan for them. God, I just pray for everyone who's watching today that they would feel your presence and your spirit come down so strongly in the place where they are that they would know that you are with them. God, I ask for your strength and your help. God, we want you to, to be pleased with everything that we say and do today. God, hear our hearts cry out to you meet our needs meet us here in jesus name amen thank you lord we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the lord we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the lord and we offer up to the sacrifices of thanksgiving and we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the lord we bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you our sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we offer up to you our sacrifices of joy. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you our sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy. We bring the sacrifice.
sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. We bring the sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And we offer up to you our sacrifices of thanksgiving. And we offer up to you the sacrifices of joy. To me, he is so wonderful. To me, he is so wonderful. To me, he is so wonderful because he first loved me. Sing, oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. save me. He died to save me. He died to save me. He died to save I'll never forsake him. I'll never forsake him. No, I'll never forsake him. I'll never forsake him. Because he first loved me. Tell him you love him this morning. Oh, how I love Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, how I love
dissolve like snow the sun forbear to shine but God who called me here below will be forever mine will be forever mine you are forever mine thank you Jesus thank you Lord hallelujah bless your holy name God songs did I get a little kick back on that one when I said that we're good songs and I touched my heart this morning for those who've been out for a while or who missed last week we're glad to have you back for those of you who are virtual we look forward to having you back we understand we understand but we're looking forward to the time when you can be back with us it's time to receive our tithing offering when our usher comes at this time Thank you for all you do, for all your offerings and for all you do. You'd be amazed at the size of our crowd. Sometimes I'll guess and try to find out from my wife how much we've, and you'll just be surprised at how much I'm too low because you've given so well, and I appreciate all you're doing for that. Brother Wiseman is not in here right now, so I guess uh, Sister Wiseman, you want to pray over the offering this morning?
Praise God. I truly worship. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. God is so good. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. You're still using the sheets of uh, Scripture and things to pray about? Praise the Lord. Look at them often. There's a lot to pray about. Amen. And, and God is able to help us, and I believe that He will. Uh, Brother Mike, let us know as soon as you learn if you're allergic to grass. <laughs> Just cutting it. Amen. In fact, you used to push a moor across the property the church is sitting on right now. All this <laughs> with a push more. Praise the Lord. Did you ever see him out here pushing this? You saw him a lot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. God's good. Good to have you in the Lord's house. I'm glad that Braden brought Nick with him. Appreciate that. <laughs> I don't know which one of them got the other one up. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. God's good, isn't he? Praise God. He is so good, and I appreciate him. Um, 30, 30, 27. 27 years ago, this day was the 20th. Today's 21st, right? 27 years ago, today, the third Sunday of February was the 20th. And it was my first Sunday here at this local church. Not in this building. We were in the other building over there. And um, it was 27 years ago today. So we start brand new on a new year. Finished up 26 full years. And now we start with tw year 27. What were you doing? Yeah, <laughs> hallelujah, happy anniversary. Uh, what were you doing 27 years ago? Praise the Lord. Well, wow. um, uh, Heather was, Heather. <laughs> Not Heather, but Haley. Why did you say Heather? <laughs> Haley was just a little baby, wasn't she? She's how old? She was a year old. She wasn't here yet. I'm pregnant. She wasn't here yet. Oh. She was not in the world yet. Oh, she was not in the world. Praise God, boy, she's very young, isn't she? Praise God, she's very young. Praise God. Now, Dina, I think was in the world. And to <laughs> oh, were you here the first time? Oh me, she was a mean child. She was a mean child. Wow, but but uh, she got over it. Amen. She got over it. She's doing well today, and she, no, she's been a super lady. In fact, we've adopted her. 
along with that, several other uh, kids along the way. Praise God. <laughs> we, we adopted Sister Rhonda, but she keeps having children and grandchildren. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. Amen. Amen. There's been a great time. There's been a lot of bad and a lot of good. And I tell you what, God has been constant over the whole time. Yes, He has. He's been constant. He's been loving. He's been sovereign the whole time. And those 27 years or more than the years I spent at the other 12 churches. Church number 13 spend more years at that one church than all the other 12. Amen. It's good. It says something about you great people. Amen. And some other great people that were here at that time. Some of them have moved on to other areas of ministering. Some have moved on to glory. Praise God. But we're going to all... Let's jump over to the church with the preacher. We're all going to meet on the other side. Before too long, hallelujah, we're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We want to receive prayer requests now at this time. Do you have a spoken request for prayer? Any? Yes, brother. Oh, yes. Yes. God, please touch these knees. Oh my, okay. Remember these requests as well. Yes. Mr. Bobby and Pop Pop's back. Yes. What? All right, please remember these requests as well. Yes, brother. Gretchen's loose tooth. All right. Pray for Gretchen's loose tooth. My mother's... My, it comes out easy. It comes out easy. Uh, my mother's dad's not around, but we uh, mostly on Saturday would go visit with them and with those big fingers, he'd get in there and it was gone when the fingers left. He'd get them out. Uh, and I don't know if we looked forward to that or if we were anxious. Oh, Lord, we got to go see Grandpa today? I don't know. Well, it's all right to pray for an easy out on her tooth. Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's rough. Sometimes it is. Yes. Um, I've gotten word this morning to pray for Sister Keller. When I visited with her this week, she was doing really well, so I'm not really sure what the, right. and the urgency of the request is. She is free to remember yes. her and her family and everybody that's trying to mental health is taking care of her. Oh, I yes. remember Sister Keller, and I have a very special and urgent request. Oh, bless the Lord. Amen, amen. Yes, Sister. God, please help. We're serving a great big God that loves us. I thank you, Lord. You have a request. Lifting your hand. Oh, yes. All right. Praise God. I'm sure. 
Amen. Boy, pray pray for that she can eat some homemade biscuits and some peanut butter and jelly and gain some strength and and come back to church. Praise God. I I think of no better place to go to heaven than church. Right from church, go right on to heaven. If it's you know if you're going to go anyway, isn't this a good place? You have an unspoken request, and you'd lift your hand for that. Would you stand with me together? Let's call on God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord forever. We praise you this morning, oh God, for your goodness in our lives. We praise you most of all that we're saved. Our sin are gone. Our sin is gone. Oh, praise the name of the Lord. Now, Father, we ask your attention upon every need that is represented here. By lifted hand, you know what's going on in our lives. You know how to help us. Lord, and even those that are watching at home and, and they have requests and, and they may have lifted in their heart, lifted up their heart. Uh, Lord, pray. Uh, I, I believe you to touch every one of these needs. Uh, the nature is different from different ones. Uh, from this one to this one to this one. I, but God, you know what's going on with each of us. I, and you know how to help us. I, and I believe that you will as we call on you today. That your will is done in our lives. I, that we might be an example of, of the service of the Lord I, to a lost world. That needs Jesus. I, needs to come to the Lord. I, I pray for those spoken requests today. I, Oh, God, I pray for Danny. I ask you, Lord, uh, to touch his body. And surely he's suffered and has gone through a lot, uh, much uh, through all of this ordeal. Uh, and I ask you, God, to give him comfort uh, and blessing even this moment. Uh, and, Lord, the family that is now uh, uh, grieving over loss of a loved one, uh, I pray, God, uh, be Lord for them. Lift them up now in this time. Uh, Lord, I pray for Pop Pop's back and Mr. Bobby. I pray for a co-worker. God, I ask you to touch and show up. Do a good work in the name of Jesus. I ask you, Lord, that you'd move upon all the special requests, the urgent needs. And Sister Keller, Lord, I pray for her now and all that's going on. Lift her up. Thank you, Lord, for how you've blessed with our sister uh, uh, Charlene. And I pray continue to bless and touch her, Lord. Uh, I pray uh, that you move upon her for strength uh, and blessing even right now. I, I pray, uh, Lord, for Shane's mom. And I ask you, Lord, uh, to bring healing, bring blessing. Uh, Lord, I pray that you would hover over her right now. Let her know the presence of the Holy Ghost of God is upon her and let it be in the name of Jesus right now. Let it be in the name of Jesus right now. Every need, every request. Father, I pray for Brother Mike's family and all that's going on. You know how to fix every problem. You know how to bring joy to that heart. You know how to lift up and, and touch the prayer need. And would you do it in Jesus' name? Lord, and I do pray for Gretchen. And I, I pray, Lord, she loves you. Uh, would you touch her in Jesus' name? Uh, 
Amen. In Jesus' name, make it all work well with the truth. I pray I make it all work well. I pray today, Father, as we minister your word, that it is that that pleases you. No more, no less than that you would have us to say today. God, touch every heart, every life. Father, as we leave the place today, let it be with joy in our hearts to minister to those around us. We'll bless you for all that is done. We ask these favors in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, lovely Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen, 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 amen. Would you fellowship two or three? Nine or twelve?
Amen. The Lord is good, isn't he? <clears throat> Thank you for watching, all of you, wherever you are, and I appreciate you so much tuning in. Thank you for being here today, all of you that can. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> Acts chapter 16, I'm sorry, 15, Acts chapter 15. 
27 years ago, on this date, Haley was living. We have found out. We have checked the almanac, the encyclopedia, and even now Mama has finally, her mind has come back to her. May of that year, 95, she would have been a year old. So now May's coming up and she's going to have a happy birthday. But it is happy anniversary, Brother Mike. It really is. Happy anniversary. Praise God. And um, a lot of people, you know, will make uh, distinctive times and years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Um, I'm not sure 30 years is going to be a, one of those earmarks for me. I'm not sure. I don't know how many times Brother Mike may have thought that they would get a change of pastor in those 27 years. I have no idea. Uh, I don't have any intentions. You know, normally that's when it happens, when you don't have intentions. But I want us in 21, 2021 to win one for Jesus Christ. And I remind you that that winning one may be a close friend. That win one may be a child of your own. That win one may be a brother. But let's win one in 21. And then, of course, after that one is one, we still have that upon us to win one for Jesus Christ. We get in the mode or idea that, you know, we can't win the world, we can't evangelize the world. And that creates sometimes in people the idea of slothfulness and not doing much of anything. But because you can't build Rome in a day, start and work on it until it's built. So the win one or win the world begins with a start. First step, and rather than taking the occasion to be slothful or unconcerned, <clears throat> I hope you won't turn me off, but we'll listen to the whole message today. We are living in a time today when there are those that would like to say to you, to me, because the color of our skin, we're racist. Now, I wouldn't say this if I hadn't heard it, and it's, it's beginning to get prevalent. That because I'm white, I'm a racist. God is white. God is black. God, I want to tell you, God makes no difference in people of the world. 
He speaks every language. He loves every person. And God's not racist. When I belong to God, when I choose to serve Him, I take on His nature. Therefore, you cannot look me in the eye, point your finger in my face, you are a racist because you're white. You're a white supremacist. I am not who I am because of skin pigmentation. In fact, I've heard that I may be Indian. Uh, part engine more than uh, the girl in Massachusetts Elizabeth Warren I wanted to say Pocahontas but Elizabeth Warren in fact if it's a true statement that my grandmother my mother's mother was full Indian then what does that make me my mother's mother was named Ishley. Her dad was named Creenshaw Boone. <laughs> Can you get more Indian than that? Creenshaw Boone. Well, you might could say Sitting Bull. But it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter who your great-great-great-grandma was, is. It doesn't make any difference. When we come to know God as our Lord and Savior through Jesus Christ, there is no respecter of persons. I want to tell you, if you will invite me to have lunch with you, you need to go ahead and bake the pie. But if you don't ever ask me to eat with you, I may never eat with you. So because I ate with Fred but didn't eat with John, doesn't mean that I care for Fred any more than I care for John. And God is the same way. It doesn't matter what part of the world that He created. He is no respecter of persons. I believe what is taking place in our society today, whatever is happening on the fringe, can I tell you, church, I believe it's after. The purpose, I believe, is to shut down the church. If society, if the enemy of our soul, the devil, and any of his imps that might work for him or with him can destroy family and fellowship and togetherness, 
and get into the church and begin to divide and split. And because he is that color, because he is that tall, because he is that rich, God does not care how many dollars you have. He wants you to be saved. God doesn't care how poor you may be. He wants, glory, somebody jump over the church with this preacher. I want to tell you, God sent His Son, Jesus, according to Luke 19.10, that He would seek and save that which was lost. Paul, in his writing, said, that one that was lost, I'm the chief of that. I'm the worst one ever. But Jesus came to me. In fact, he said, he showed up one day while I was traveling to Damascus. He showed up in the form of a bright light that stopped everybody. And a voice that spoke that, that I heard, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Saul, what are you doing? Persecuting the church, putting people into prison, killing some, carrying the orders from the priest and those in charge for you to persecute the church. I've got a different work for you. Praise God. Hallelujah. God doesn't care how mean or how good you are. He wants all to be saved. All to be saved. God doesn't favor one shade of skin over the other shade of skin. God has no favorites. I need to understand, and I don't know if my sister may be watching or a couple of brothers that I have still left are watching. I was the favorite. <laughs> Hallelujah. But God doesn't have it, and, and I wasn't the favorite that looked like it. Jennifer thinks she is, and Leneva thinks she is, and, you know, we, we have that. To God, every person with a nose on their face is as important as the one standing next to them or the one that is across the ocean. God loves all the same. There are T.L. Lowry's that have passed through this world. And has there ever been a greater in our way of thinking than Billy Graham that preached one message, salvation. I don't know that he preached any other topic or any other thought in the 30 years or so that he preached. He preached one message, you need to be saved. Is there greater than he? And there are many others that have done fabulous jobs, but in the eyes of God, you are important. You mean something to God. Well, oh, all of that said, let's go to 15 and 9 of Acts. And put no difference between us and them. Now, 
the writer is writing about somebody named Simon Peter that they have called a council together sort of a general assembly of the church of God and they're wanting to find out what in the world is going on here we grew up in a society that we as Jews should not have any dealings with those of another shade. We grew up in an, in an idea and a frame of mind that we were special. <laughs> that we had a monopoly on salvation. So they got together and started talking about the Gentiles. That earlier, and we'll go back to Acts chapter 10 in just a little bit, that where the encounter was made with Cornelius. But the Bible said that Cornelius was a devout man. That Cornelius was a prayer. He, he got in touch with that with that some of that doctrine of the Jews of hours of prayer. Now, Brother Sugar, you and I need to get together and compare notes about what hour tomorrow or what hours with an S are going to be our hours of prayer. Because they had the Peter and, and John were traveling to somewhere to pray, the Bible said, at the hour of prayer. And they were stopped by somebody on the wayside. So Cornelius has got a hold of some of this stuff and he's getting real interested in God uh, and what's going on uh, and he's checking it out uh, in fact he has called a day of solemn assembly and prayer today it may be the case that for Shane and myself tomorrow Monday we need to figure out what three minutes are going to be the three minutes of prayer Let's us underline it and say when we're going to set aside those three minutes to pray. See how far behind we are? Well, we're too busy. we got a lot to do. We're doing some stuff now. So Peter has reached the agreement at the time that it looks like that God is going to bring salvation to the Gentiles. It looks like they're going to have an opportunity to repent and receive remission of sin, even though they're not Jews. Wow! How can this be? Well, with men, there's a lot that is impossible with men because we get our nose stuck in other people's business uh, is that we mess up a lot of stuff. But with God, uh, nothing is impossible. He's able to do whatever He pleases. 
And so Simon Peter is saying, he is, so we got to come to some kind of agreement. We, we have a law here talking about circumcision and uncircumcision. And, and to be sure, God's not going to allow those that have been uncircumcised to be a part of the church. There ain't no way. There shouldn't be. Isn't it amazing how we know what shouldn't be? Isn't it amazing that we know better than God? In fact, we'll say sometimes, I don't think God meant it that way. It might help if we would learn more about what God does mean. It might help your preacher to know more exactly about who God is. Paul, that same one that said, I'm the chief of all sinners, also said after that he'd come to know, glory, come to know Jesus Christ, he said, oh, that I may know him. Oh, yes, I've repented. Oh, yes, I've received the joy of salvation in my life. Oh, yes, but I want to know more about Him. I want to be closer to Him. But you see, society today is trying to divide the church and the people in the church. I want to tell you that God is not a Republican. God is not a Democrat. God is sovereign. And God is constant. And God is in charge. And God is God. In the beginning, God. You could put a period there if you please. In Genesis 1 and 1. In the beginning, I don't care when it was. It doesn't matter what the geologist says. It doesn't matter what the people that study animals, whatever he's called, says. It doesn't matter what the greatest of all scientists say. It doesn't matter what Darwin says. It doesn't make any difference. Oh, I don't care if he says that a a tadpole became a frog, grew some legs, and became a frog, jumped out onto a tree limb, became a monkey, swung by his tail till it popped off, and it became Tony. That doesn't matter. It's okay for him to say it. It's okay for him to believe it. And I, 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 he has that privilege. He has that freedom to say whatever you please. But the reality is, in the beginning, God. Hallelujah. And God created man in his own image. 126 of Genesis. Let us make man. Glory. Hallelujah. Let's make man. And I don't know that there's anywhere in there that God said, let us make a black man. Let us make a white man. Let us make a green man. Let us make a Cherokee Indian man like your preacher. God said, let's make man. 
in our image. Let's have a populated place. And it doesn't matter if you're from Puerto Rico or if you're from Costa Rica or if you're from Cornelius. In the eyes of God, We're created by Him. We are made by Him. He is God over all. And Simon Peter says, wow, boy, this is a new revelation here, but, but anyway, it's God doing it. How can I say anything against it? If God wants to save uh, Cornelius and his family, uh, well, then that's up to God. He can do it. <laughs> and then we put labels and we've done that for years and I, I don't know what brought about Baptist Church I don't know what brought about Presbyterian Methodist I don't know how it all started and we've got this one here but I do know this that whenever whenever uh, brother is it all right if I pick on you just a little bit about Mike Hager but when Mike Hager decides uh, he don't like the preaching that's going on uh, or he doesn't like uh, the way the music is doing uh, he might just get three or four to go with him uh, and start his own organization uh, amen uh, I wonder I wish I knew uh, uh, beforehand uh, and, and could tell you of a surety uh, how many different Pentecostal churches there are today and even how many go by the church of God. I, there's the church of God, the church of the living God, the Bible church of God, I, and this church of God. It's so it, it, because one couldn't see eye to eye with another one, I, and so he got three or four and go with him. I, but I want to tell you, if you know God I, and Jesus Christ I, as your Savior, when you leave this life down here I, and you get up there, I, we're going to be in the same room. I, it doesn't matter if the label is Methodist. I, or the label is Presbyterian, or the label is something else. It doesn't matter. matter when you walk in that door. We're in the same room. Hallelujah. Jesus said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. And nobody's going to go to heaven. <laughs> Oprah or the Scientologist, Tom Cruise, Fred James, Lucille May, whoever you are, it doesn't matter your name or your thought or your idea. You'll never, whoever you are, Larry Joyner, you'll never see the inside of glory and have a, a relationship with God through eternity if you don't come through Jesus. You're not going to make it. News alert to everybody that would care to listen or either give it to somebody else for them to listen. I, I want to tell you, uh, if you don't come through Jesus Christ, uh, you'll never make it. And there are people that are hard-headed. In fact, 
I'm trying to stay away from 10, Acts chapter 10, but in fact, Peter was seeing his vision. And do you know that three times God had to tell him? Three different times, rise up and eat. And what I've cleaned, don't call it unclean. The way I've fixed it, you shut up and enjoy it. Pray over it and eat it. That's my words. That was not in the Scripture there. But I just added some evangelistic stuff to that. Well, before this, in John 21 and verse 17, I see that thrice again. I see that Jesus has asked him, do you love me? Three times. I see Peter denying Jesus Christ and who he was and and warming himself by the fire of, of the enemy and denied the Lord three times. I wonder what's going on with this scholar that it's taken And it takes some people, uh, I mean, for them to learn and hear and understand three times. Why? Why does it take three times? I don't know. Cornelius had no way of knowing this. uh, But when Cornelius was going to send somebody to go get Simon, uh, staying in the home of Simon a Tanner, go get the one called Simon Peter, that rock. Go get him. Bring him back. Whenever Cornelius did that, he brought two of his servants in uh, and then one uh, of his military. Three. I don't understand it. Maybe somebody will dive into that and, and spend 22 years trying to find out. But there is no difference between the Gentiles or the Jews. God has not made any difference, but we're all the same. The verse earlier than verse 9 He also said, And God, which knoweth the hearts, He knows the heart, bear them witness, giving them, those Gentiles, that Cornelius guy, even as He did us, He has given them the Holy Ghost. Now how can that happen? He's not an apostle. He's not a part of those twelve. Nor is He a part of the elite 120. That was in the upper room. Why is God doing this? Because He is God. Because He is God. And there is none like Him. Colossians. Before you go to Colossians, let's go to Galatians. Five and six. For in Jesus Christ, neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision, but faith which worketh love. But faith (laughs) which worketh. God's not concerned about your nationality, He's concerned about your believing, He's concerned about your faith, whether you'll trust Him or not whether you believe Him or not, whether you will accept Him or not. Jesus Christ uh, is concerned about your heart. 
He's not concerned about what your bank account looks like. It all belongs to him. He's not concerned about what kind of car you drive. He's not concerned about those things. God is concerned about your belief. Do you trust the Lord? Will you accept Him as Savior? Is He your Lord? Is He your God? <laughs> Hallelujah. God doesn't make any difference. Can I tell you something? And I may get back to this again later. But when a man is drowning and cannot help himself, he doesn't care. The person that is reaching out to help him, he doesn't care how he voted. Whenever he's reaching his hand to save that individual that's drowning, he doesn't care what kind of car do you drive. What side of town did you grow up on? Oh, glory to God. When the church of the living God, whatever label we carry with that, whatever label we ad adhere to, it doesn't matter whenever that person is crying out for help, they don't care what denomination you belong to. Whenever that person is suffering and they're hurting in their soul and their spirit and they're bound by drugs and bound by alcohol and bound by awful habits, they don't care what, where you maybe work. They don't care what your religious affiliate. They don't care if you're red or blue. They just need help. They just need help! Praise God. Because he is a Republican, I ain't going to help him. Because he's a Democrat, I ain't going to help him. Well, you ain't a Christian. Oh, did I say that? We need to understand that we are Christian first. We belong to God first. And all of God's ideas and ways and statutes should be in us to the point that it matters not of that lost soul. We're out to reach him for Jesus Christ. Why, that lost soul may have just cussed out his mother. Now, I, I tell you, there's a lot of stuff. I, I have to control myself sometimes. I, I'm really, really, when, when, when it comes to an individual bad-mouthing their mom or dad, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I got a little pain. When it comes to an individual uh, uh, abusing or, or raping a child, I got little patience, and, and I need to work on it. I really do. I need. I. I I've got a. You, you, uh, that man that rapes and mutilates personally, hang him upside down, put some honey on his face and some ants. I mean, that's. But but here's what God says. 
love you. Boy, now that's tough. That's tough! I need some more God in me. I need some. But God doesn't matter, folks. God doesn't put any difference. God doesn't put... We got a society that's trying to put female against male. Well... I on and on and keeping a stirring going and and all it is is division. All it is is trying to destroy the church and the people inside the church and our faith. <clears throat> because when we get our minds on all that junk and all that stuff, we 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 take it off of what's important and and what's good. And what's wholesome? Praise God. In fact, we could get into a rut. I, well, some of us could. I don't know. Then Ephesians 3 and 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs. Oh, my. No! The Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of His promise in Christ by the gospel. How? Can this be? God, you, do you know what you're talking about, God? Praise the Lord. Romans 9. Did I mark Romans 9? I did, but I don't know. Where it is now. There it is. Romans 9 and 24. Listen to this. 9 and 24. Even us whom he hath called, God's called us, not of the Jews only, but also of the Gentiles. God has done some calling. God has, thank God he called me. 1966. What were you doing in 1966? Don't look at me, Rhonda says. I wasn't around. Do you know what year you were born? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> in 1966, it was in February that I come to an altar and gave my life to Jesus Christ, accepted Him as my Lord and my Savior. Fifteen years old. Now surely there's been pitfalls and uh, Brother Mike uh, now uh, uh, endure what I'm saying now. Uh, fumble the ball, stomp my toe, and those kind of whatever else we use sometimes. Stuff has not always been right. But thank God I've always come back. Thank God he with open arms <laughs> has said, it's okay. You've repented of it. I'll remit it. I'll do away with it. I'll wash it clean. Hallelujah. In fact, Jesus said, I won't remember it anymore. Do you know you have a God that don't remember your meanness anymore? Of course, you might have been the most superest guy there were. I don't know. I could ask 
Lisa or some of these other guys that knew you or went to school with you. Maybe, <laughs> I don't know if Rhonda, Rhonda may be much younger than you. But we're called and, and, and it's for you and you and you and you and everybody. In fact, whenever the writer talks about that Holy Ghost and the, uh, the upper room experience and the Spirit was poured out, he continued in that chapter. In verse 39, he said, And this promise, this Holy Ghost, this power of God, this infeeling of the Holy Ghost of God is for you, it's for your children, it's for them that are far off. And then the writer said, And as many as the Lord our God will call. Hallelujah. Praise God. No, I can't deal with it good when God calls that one that molested a child or beat his wife. But you know how you know how people get things started. Have you ever have you ever heard? it'd be good if we could if we could see these things you know, ahead of time and understand them because I'm about to tell you a true statement, but it might would need some verification. And this is a true statement. Is it true that Brother Joyner does not beat his wife anymore? Why, yes. But you know what it leaves open? That he used to do it. And that's the way people do things, and, and that's how things are said sometimes. Isn't it true? Sure. <laughs> and the devil today, the devil today is doing such things like that to destroy your faith and your trust and your love and you'll care. He'll do it right in your family, right in your home. Create things and say things. And, and, and you've got friends like Job had, those good friends uh, that'll tell you how bad you are. Yeah, Job's friends were saying, Job, you must have sinned against God. You did something wrong. Job, this can't be happening to you except you sinned. Do you have family members or friends that love you so good that say, well, this is happening because you've been wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong. <laughs> Division is what the devil wants. Division. Why? Even in the Old Testament, Joel 2 and 28, he talks about in the last days that he would pour out his spirit on who? Black folks, that he pour out his spirit on what? White folks. It, it, oh, oh, everybody? Oh, Lord, have mercy. I wish they could hear me in the White House. All flesh, all flesh 
seek and save that which was lost. And the Bible said Romans, Romans declared that all have sinned and come short of the glory. Everybody came that way. David said it even before that, that he, was, I, he said, I was born in sin. I was shaped in iniquity. In sin, my mother conceived me. But when I became that living soul, I now have a choice to receive salvation. Woo! Hallelujah! <laughs> no, I don't have to come under a certain umbrella to be saved. No, I don't have to go by a certain way. Jesus Christ. That's how you... <laughs> so, let's everyone win one. Win one. Win one. Wouldn't it be a marvelous thing to win to Jesus Christ someone that is bound by chains so much so, even like the demoniac of Gadara, that they chained him and put him in new ropes and bind him with all kinds of things, but he'd break loose. To get to that one and show them the love of God. <laughs> and to see as they were bound that the chains just fall. <laughs> Silver and gold I don't have, but such as I have, give high thee in the name of Jesus. Rise up and walk. And those bones that could not walk and had no strength, he jumped up, the Bible said, leaping and praising God. He didn't have a session in a church of God service. Say praise God as many times and quick as you can. He jumped up from there and it was natural to praise God for his salvation. Just as natural as a duck going barefooted. Praise God. A man falling off the cliff don't care who your daddy was. A man that's in danger in a burning building doesn't care if your granddaddy was an Indian or if your granddaddy was a Jew. He doesn't care. He wants to be saved. There's this world today that need Jesus Christ. And they don't care if you're red, blue, or purple. Whew. Hallelujah. John 9, 21, 23. Well, John, long in those scriptures there. Read about this. There was an ordeal going on. Why in the world? This man can't, he's got to be a sinner. This Jesus Christ, he's got, he, he, he talks like he, he's equal with God. He talks like he can do these things. And, and he, Praise God. Does it matter what day God brings healing to an individual? Now that was just, that's not in my notes, but it, there were some, it's the Sabbath day. You can't, why? He, he's, broke, he's broken our law. He's broken our, 
this is our Jewish religion. Good land. What in the world would he do? I mean, at other times. But in this, in this setting here, the, uh, uh, the mom and dad didn't even want to answer for, for the man. That, what, what's going on? Is he, is he who he says he is or is he a sinner? Well, he's of age. Ask him. They, they want a lot of it. Do you know what he said? It doesn't matter to me if he's a sinner or no. I don't care. He said, what I, woo, hallelujah, what I care about is that I was blind, but now I see. When he spoke this to me, I don't care if he was a Democrat. I don't care if he was a Republican. I don't care what part of the country he come from. I don't care who his grandmother was. I, I don't care what he, how he signs his name. I was blind, but now, thank God I see, so he can be the greatest preacher or the worst sinner. I can see. And that one that we win, they don't care how much you don't know. <laughs> they don't care if you're left-handed or right-handed. He showed me Jesus. He brought love in Jesus to me. They encouraged me when I was down. He gave me something that I was longing for. Woo, hallelujah! That's the way God works. Oh, but we, we go to this church. We go to that church. We serve at this church. We, uh, I'm a deacon over here. It's all hogwash. Jesus is what, who, who needs. We have Abraham to our father. In fact, uh, isn't, isn't Abraham all of our father? His father to all of us? I mean, we sing the song, Father Abraham, he had many sons, many sons, many sons, had Father Abraham. And they were, they, they were, they were you know, boasting about, I, I, I'm, I'm a child and a descendant of Abraham. <laughs> That's, this is John chapter 8, and around verse 56 or 57, 58, Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am. Before, whoo, <laughs> you claim that allegiance as you're a child of Abraham. That's wonderful. That's marvelous. Hallelujah. But you need to know Jesus. You need to know the Lord Jesus Christ. 56 is the verse that said that Abraham longed to see the day of the Lord. And it went on to say, and he saw that. The only way that I could determine is that, that when Abraham came back from the slaughter, bringing his gifts, he was met by Melchizedek. 
I believe Jesus is in Genesis. I believe Jesus is in Exodus and Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First and Second Samuel, First, Second Kings, First, Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah, Esther, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Songs, Solomon, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nehemiah, Habakkuk, Zephaniah, Haggai, Zechariah, Malachi. We know God is on all of that. What color is God? What nationality? The only thing that I know is God, Habakkuk said it 3-3, God is from Canaan. Jesus is coming back in the eastern sky, true, and we're facing the eastern sky. The right is south. That's teeming. The right is south. That's teeming. That's where God's from. Where, down south, where it's warm. <laughs> In the wintertime. <clears throat> well, we know in Genesis that God came in the cool of the day. So he likes air conditioning pretty good, too. He came to Adam in the cool of the day. But does Habakkuk 3 and 3 mean that that's the origin of God? Can I tell you what he's trying? He's singing a song, actually. And he's singing a song, and it can say something like this, that the presence of the Lord is everywhere. The, the, God is everywhere. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. Now those that might be watching, you sing it the same way, okay? Because he's in that place. He, he's in a Romania. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power. And His grace. I can hear the brush of angels' wings. I see glory on each face. Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. In fact, he said, where you'll praise me, I'll be there because he inhabits our praises. You want Jesus to be around for sure? Start praising him. I'm going to jump out of these coats and shoes. And <clears throat> Hallelujah. Well, we might need to look a little bit at 10. Of Acts. We mentioned that three times. I don't know what was going on with, with Simon Peter. But it's amazing that while he's considering the vision, while he's considering eating unclean stuff, and I've never done that, that's, that's against 
my religion. That's against my religion. Praise God. I think that's what I'll say. The next time you offer me some chitlins, chitlin loaf, that's against my religion. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Who was it, brother? Uh, he was the uh, mission man. Uh, he's passed on to glory now. Brother E.L. Turner. E.L. Turner. Was it him or someone he knew that was in this country, foreign country? And they offered the eyeball, or was it someone else? They offered an eyeball because the eyeball of a fish or a goat or the eyeball of some animal. And it was the delicacy. I'm saving that for you because I like you, Tony. Boy, I like you. You get the eyeball. This mission, it must have been God sent. I prefer my brother. What he said. I don't know what happened after that. I don't know the end of the story. If that, that's against my religion. But while he's considering it, God's already working it out. While he's thinking about it, God has already moved. Whew. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We get impatient with God sometimes, but he's already on the job, and he's already getting it done because he, he's, he's sending some up to see him, to talk to him. In fact, there's a knock on the door, and, and he comes down, and, and is there somebody named Simon Peter here? Yeah, yeah, you come to the right place. Well, Cornelius has sent us, and I don't know, why didn't he send us? You reckon that's God did that? <laughs> do you reckon God is helping you when you don't even think about it? Do you think God has saved you from stuff? Yeah, we can't go too far, but truly. And here's a man that had been fasting, and he'd been praying. <laughs> you see, fasting, that's a part of that Jewish religion too. Of the hours per day that we pray, Fasting is a part of that, too. We like feasting, don't we? Boy, we like feasting. <laughs> Buffets. Just send me to a buffet. And when I get done with that, I'm sending to the next buffet. We want a lot of stuff. But he had adopted this praying, and he set aside the whole day, and, and he was fasting. He would adopted that. Nobody told him that's what you need to do. But he was also giving. And his giving was not just in the church treasure, but he was giving to help those in the neighborhood. His, his alms deeds and alms giving was giving to those that needed help. <clears throat> if the church, I, I don't want you to throw, me sh throw your shoe at me. If the church, whatever time it was, however how many 50 years ago, 100 years ago, whenever it was stopped, whenever the church quit doing what they were supposed to do about almsgiving to the church and the community, then came social services, the government. And the government now says how it is. Now they have to say so. 
Please don't let us let the government get in our church business. That, that they're making a mess of the government. <laughs> I mean, isn't it amazing to send these bright, honorable, truthful people to Washington? And I'd like to know what are you getting done? What's being accomplished? What's happening? What good is taking place? I don't know. Did did I just notice somebody looking at their watch? Now, what's going to happen is that when Simon Peter comes down there, restrictions are just going to fall off. And Cornelius is going to accept Jesus Christ. Well, he's already Christian-hearted, isn't he? He's just going to get the stamp and the approval, and he's going to get the papers with it and, and, and all of that. Praise God. In Ephesians 4 and 6, I'm going to close it out with just reading a few verses now, okay? But can I tell you, if my car's broke down, I'm not going to ask you, are you going to vote in the next election? I'm going to ask you, do you know how to get this car cranked? <laughs> Praise God. Four, five, and six of Ephesians. There's one body, and everybody is in that body that belongs to Jesus. Everybody is in that body if you belong to Jesus. There's one body. There's not this culture's body, this culture, that culture. Listen, we like different things. That's, that's understandable. That's understandable. Brother Mike may like bicycle, but I, but I like a Mercedes. Yeah. How many does not like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Four, five, and six, and this is in chapter four. There is one body. And one spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. He's Father of all. Who is above all and through all and in you all. Boy, I tell you the truth, that takes care of all kind of schisms and all kinds of stuff. Doesn't it? Then in Romans, Jennifer, did I mark that one? Uh, in Romans chapter 14, I had it marked and pulled it out to go home. 1489, for whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. Nine, for to this end Christ both died and rose and revived that He might be Lord both of the dead and the living. He is 
the Lord. Amen. Acts 10. We've already done that, Brother Joner. Let's go into Isaiah. Isaiah 11 first, I guess we'll do that. Here, here's the God I know. The God that, yes, it is the way things are, as some people put it. Yes, it does happen like this. Yes, this is the case. Yes, this is sort of the law. Listen to 11, 6 through 9. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb. Now, that don't make sense, does it? The wolf would be eating the lamb, wouldn't it? Not when God is in the mix. Well, if we do this, we've got to give up those friends. Well, if we, do, if we go to church, we've got to quit that. If we say this, we've got to quit that. And if we do this, and somebody else is going to be mad with me. Can I tell you, it don't matter what people think of you as long as you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Let them think what they want to think because it's God that's in charge because God can cause it to happen this way. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb and the leopard shall lie down with the kid and the calf and the young lion and the fatling together and a little child shall lead them and the cow and the bear shall feed. Their young ones shall lie down together Boy, it's going to come a day, Sister Sugar. That man's going to give up all those whims and ideas and you for him and him for you and this one and that one and that one and that one and that one. And we're going to be together. We're going to be with the Lord. And the child shall lead them, child, the, the cow and the bear and their young ones lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the oxen. And the suckling child shall play on the hole of the ass. Boy, what would happen now if Lisa saw Gretchen grab up a copperhead and start playing with it? And the weaned child shall put his hand on the cockatrice or the adder's den. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain, for the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord. That's what we need to know God. We need to know God. We need to know God. We need to see God. We need to get back to God. 65 and 25. Same book, Isaiah. The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and the dust shall be the serpent's meat. They shall not hurt nor destroy in all my holy mountain. God said there's coming a day it's going to be good. It's going to be right. It's going to be like it ought to be. It's going to be like I want it to be. <laughs> you know what? I was going to do, uh, I'll just tell you. Psalms 119 and 10, that's what Cornelius was doing. He was doing his praying and fasting with all of his heart, like David said it in 119.10 that he wanted to serve the Lord with all of his heart with everything that in me is yeah all of these whims and all this junk is going to be over with one day big eyes little use 
so upset with one another here and even mad. Sometimes we get mad enough not to speak for six months. And we're going to go to heaven together? You reckon when we get to heaven we won't speak for six months to one another? You reckon? <laughs> I, I mean, are we setting the stage for what heaven is like? Okay, you don't like him. That's good. Pray for him, love him, and he's praying for you. Let's, let's, let's get it over and let's go on to heaven. Your soul is too important to lose it over junk. Father, thank you for your love to me. Thank you, Lord, for your love to your family, your people, everywhere. Wherever they are, whatever church that they're worshiping in, even if they're worshiping home, we worship you, Lord. <laughs> oh, we bless you, Lord, the Father, the God of our life. And you're not a co-pilot, Father. You are the pilot. You are in charge. Direct us. Lead us. Keep us and show us. Deliver us. In the name of Jesus, bless your church and your people. And Father, that's <laughs> I don't have to tell you, that's every nation, every creed, every call, everybody. The same.